दुखे दिल का मर हम निकाक दे मसनो दुखे दिल का मर हम ये फरमा गए है रसूले मो करम ये फरमा गए है रसूले मो करम ये शादी है बेशक मोहब्बत का जीना morning. Uh, well should i say he's uh, the man in black this morning uh, okay so he says no monana i'm wearing a black jersey a nice mashallah full white kurta uh, and he says what i don't know what is uh, i can't hear you he say mulberry burberry burberry oh i don't know this aji suleiman esop i don't know he says burberry but he's looking in a good mood so that's good as long as our engineer he's full of laughter full of smiles he's in a good mood so he will be with us as well from now till 12 ish inshallah how are my wonderful listeners of sirius fm how are you guys doing haji faisal asmal and hafiz yusuf asmal in company i hope you guys are doing awesome how's all beloved wonderful listeners of uh, markaz sahaba the voice of ahlus sunnah wal jamaa i hope you guys are doing well uh, remember our whatsapp number is 084786 Three one three two. International overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Yes, it's uh, the eighteenth of October twenty twenty two, which is also the twenty first of Rabiul Awal fourteen. 44 let's welcome our beloved senior respected honorable fadilatul ustad this early tuesday morning it's overcast here in the land of asia ustad welcome to the bliss of marriage assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ustad wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh barakallahu feekum wa arafat jazakallahu khairan ustad i think there is a domestic uh, worker asking Where is this promised religious scriptures talks about? Will I find a spouse there, a husband there, a domestic worker ustad? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-karim. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam if you are a muslim then read surah chapter 25 verse 74 rabbana hab lana min azwajina wa dhurriyyatina qurrata ayun O oh Allah grant us such spouses and such progeny and offspring that are the coolness of the eyes so surah 25 verse 74 and if you are a non-muslim you read the translation so o oh almighty allah o oh divine being supreme being that you grant us spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes the beginning of the 19 jews 19 supara the first quarter they you will find the verse there surah furqan the criterion and verse 74 if you are speaking about the year after then all matalla teaches us in chapter 44 verse 54 wazawajnahum bihurin ain that if a person is muslim and he passed away with islam and iman then day in the year after all matallah will perform the nikah and solemnize the marriage ceremony with the beautiful damsels and women of jannah and paradise
paradise. So the difference is this institution of marriage will continue in the year after, but here in this world, ordinary mortals, people like myself, like Mona Arafat, other people, we perform the nikah, but they, Allah Jalla Wala, will solemnize and perform the nikah. So you, my sister, if you're Muslim, very, very good, that's excellent. You're not Muslim, you keep on listening to the program, and one day, inshallah, today, tomorrow, next week, whenever you feel you are ready and you want to embrace Islam, you inform us, and inshallah, we will make you Muslimah, and you become Muslim, inshallah, Aziz. Somebody says, Ustad, wife expecting, husband passes away, baby born, mother gives baby her surname, Although she is surrounded by alims, what can the Marhum's family do to rectify the matter? Remember, no haram pregnancy will start. Remember that here there are three different issues. That number one is this, that the lady was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then the husband passed away, and now the idiot will be, because she's pregnant, so it is. Quran says, Surah 65, verse number 4, وَأُولَاتُ الْأَحْمَالِ أَجَلُهُنَّ أَيَّدَعْنَ حَمْلَهُنَّ So the iddat will be the delivery of the baby, the birth of the baby, whether it's after one month or whether it's two months or three months or four months or whatever it might be. So remember, so on that issue there is consensus because the Quran has said so, Surah 65, verse number 4. Second issue is this, then the lady registered the mother, she registered the baby on her name, so absolutely haram that is. When you did that, it means you are telling the world that this child is a haram child. Because only illegitimate children, only bees, then their lineage will go to the mother. So for what reason? Who told you that? Allah alone knows. So very easy. Go and re-register the child and register on the father's name, the father's surname. And that is not something optional. It's compulsory upon you to do so. Quran Sharif teaches us in Surah 33 verse 5, that you must call the children by the biological father's name or surname. So that is what is meant in Islam, the lineage, the nasab, the ansab. We're very particular about it so that there must be no ikhtilatul ansab and adulteration of the lineage. So therefore, how in the animals you have the pedigree, so in human beings you have the lineage. So we must do that. And the only time you register or keep the child's name and attach it to the mother's surname or so forth will be when the child is haram illegitimate child. I still can't understand who gave you that mashura and who gave you that idea and more so is mentioned in the question that in that family there are ulama and so forth absolutely haram manin tasaba ila ghayri abi fa alayhi la'anatullah wal when you make the lineage to anybody else beside the father, the biological father, adopted parent or foster parent or stepfather or you went to the mother and is not a haram child, Allah Ta'ala's curse is on you, the angel's curse is on you, the people's curse is on you. Go open Mustafa Ahmed, you'll find this type of riwayat and ahadis, so therefore is mandatory compulsory immediately you must go and re-register the child on the late father's name so that is something that must be no delay in mm. that matter I've got a brother Farhad he's very angry with that and he says can I stop paying maintenance for my child, I don't even see my child move this up and she's got a nerve to, she wants to take me to court, I'm paying 7,000 rand for my little daughter every month Ustad, what must, she, what must he do Ustad? So remember that obviously all these questions you are asking are one side of the story and so forth. First of all, there was a divorce and there is an innocent daughter involved. Mm. We don't know what is the age of the daughter. According to the Hanafi laws of fiqh of jurisprudence, if the daughter is 10 years old and above, then custody goes to the father. And if she is 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 years old, then 
in custody remains with the mother. And according to the Shafis and them, you put the daughter there. She's five, six, seven, eight years old. And you ask her where you want to go. She says she wants to go to the mother. She goes to the mother. She says she wants to go to the father. She goes to the father. After one month, two months, she changes her mind. Then you go according to what she says. So, but always you have to look at what is masalihul awlad, what is the best and what will be advantages and beneficial for the daughter or son, whatever the case might be. Second issue is this, for her to deprive you visitation rights and so forth, absolutely haram. Quran is saying that, Surah 47, you brother for a heart, you should send this message to her and get the message to her. Maybe she thinks she's too clever or she got the law, the, you know, South African law or the law of the land in her favor. So Quran says, Surah chapter 47, Surah Muhammad, named after the master Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, verses 22, 23, when you have authority. So she's got custody authority. And tufsidu fil ard, you cause mischief, mayhem, chaos on this earth. And you sever the family ties. So now you don't allow the biological father. I don't know, but I'm thinking aloud. She says, no, this husband of mine, ex-husband, he treated me very badly. He hit me. And remember, he did this, he did this. In a divorce case, we will say both parties are wrong in most instances. So now for you to do it, to take revenge and so forth, totally haram. So if she continues like that, what are the repercussions, the consequences? Allah tells curses upon them. Allah makes them spiritually deaf. spiritually blind. Meaning that you will pay the price here in this world and in the year after. So remember, you can't deprive the biological father from, you must remember that visitation rights and so forth. So my advice to you, brother, I don't know, maybe you went to court or whatever it is, I don't know. So maybe she's got a ruling that she will have custody, but I'm sure that the judgment must have been passed that you must have visitation rights. So why don't you go to court to get a sharpshoot lawyer and send her a letter and tell her that if you're not going to get visitation rights, then you will be taking her to court and so forth. The child did not do anything wrong, and it is your child. Even you admit that. So that does not justify two wrongs don't make a right. That that does not justify that you don't give anything. It is your child. <coughs> you have to pay for that. But she is not guilty of a sagira, a minor sin. She is not guilty of a kabira, a major sin. She is guilty of akbarul kabair, the worst and most heinous crime. <laughs> and that is Rahim, that severing the family ties in her mind and her crooked mind, one should say, she wants the daughter to grow up and eventually forget who the father was and is, and she will just give some fairy tale story that, yeah, your father died or something, like the people do nowadays. So all that absolutely haram, every moment what she's doing, Allah tell us curses on her, but obviously we don't know <laughs> why she is depriving you, who is putting her up, is it her own decision, is it a family or what the real case is, we don't know but irrespective of that for them to do that is totally absolutely haram I see brother Farad says he's about to do something stupid, no mufti is going to stop him, Muscad so you must remember you want to go there with the gun or something and go and shoot the windows, go shoot her or something, I mean that is something foolish and something that wouldn't help you, won't help the child always look at your baby, your daughter, what will be in her interest and that will give them more, you must remember grounds to say see you are disqualified that you must really not have visitation rights and so forth because you are reckless and you are an erratic person, erratic person and a memory character so they will also get their lawyers and so forth, hmm. do what I am telling you 
to do, get a sharpshoot lawyer, you send a letter to them and tell them that, you know what, that this is the cause of action I will take if I don't get visitation rights. So do something that is reasonable and beneficial, inshallah, for you and your beloved daughter. Somebody says the girl's family is asking me for reference for a boy, and I know the boy moved this up. Should I get involved or not? Because tomorrow I don't want, if they get divorced, I'm to be blamed with God. If they ask you, and you know the boy's family, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Mustasharu Mu'tamanun, the hadith is authentic in Mishka Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, and so forth. So yes, if they are asking you, you know the girl's family, and you know the boy's family, so this is the words, listen to the words I'm using. Give them your candid opinion, C-A-N-D-I-D. Don't give them your candid opinion. Candid opinion, be honest to them. That is a good boy, not a good boy, and thus and thus. You don't have to go and give a long list. He's on drugs, he has girlfriends, he's busy with rifle repairs, he's doing this, he's doing this. You just say that if it is my son, my daughter, then I would never allow them to get married to this family or this person or whatever. So that is simple way answer. So they'll get the message like that. And if the family, the boy is good or whatever, so then you must say so. So that is candid. Candid, you go and give them that opinion that to give candy, to give sweets, you know. <laughs> so you give them the answer they want to hear because you want to carry favor with them. You want to be in their good books and so forth and so on. And then you must remember divorce takes place. Then you are to blame. Otherwise, if you're honest, then you get reward in this. You must remember this, that you must just be honest and give them the honest, honest opinion without, uh, you know, lying and so forth. See, I give you one to your like stories. In my own family, your cousins, relatives, so one person told me, Gal Avi. You mm-hmm. know, Mehman, we say, Gal Avi. Gal Avi means that, you know, I got my daughter and that family there, they like propose for my daughter. You know them, what you say? I said, tell your daughter she must not even consider it, not even make two rakat salat, nothing. You as the father say no. It happened two, three times. So you must remember that I told them straight. We tell them what is the correct. They didn't listen. They got married after three months, six months, nine months, whatever, one year. Divorce finished. Now they come back and they're crying. You understood. Say, yeah, we didn't listen to you, so forth and so on. Now what can we do now? I told you, but you don't want to listen. He said, no, that we thought is very wealthy family. We thought they're very, you know, like a prominent family and so forth. So things will, but by these people here, they won't even read Salat behind me. So remember, and you're telling me that you want to get your daughter married to them. So what, how can we allow this type of things here? So sometimes people, when you tell them also, then they just go and do whatever they feel like. So therefore, in a case like that, my advice to you, be candid and 100% honest, you will receive reward, and don't be candid. You just give them some nice, nice answer, just so that they are impressed and very good. So that will become sinful when you know the boy possesses wrong qualities and you know he's a bad habits and so forth. So instead, a male family member takes it upon himself to call the domestic helper to tell her when to come to work, etc. Shouldn't the wife be handling everything to do with the helper who's got? 100% you must remember this. He got no business to do that. He wants to call her when the when the wife is not there or when the wife is busy. The wife go for ta'alim. The wife go for, the, you know, some classes or whatever. So then, so then he can exploit the situation. So you as the wife, you must put your foot down and tell the maid. She must never come when he tells her to come. She must come when you tell her to come and he must pay the wages. He can give you the wages and then you give her the wages. So remember dal me kuch kala hai. What it means? There's some smoke there. You see? In that there. So there's no fire without smoke. You know? So there's no smoke without fire. So remember these type of things here. So that what the husband is doing, 100% haram and not permissible. Hmm. 
Somebody says, Ustada, I would like to remain anonymous. See, Muftisab, my wife is out of the country. She's going for a meeting for her business. So, Muftisab, can her sister live with me in a separate room? I cannot marry her. So, am I her mahram? She has to look after my eight-year-old daughter, Ustad. So, remember that this thing for you, after your wife dies, you can marry her. After you divorce her, you can marry her after the iddat expires and so forth. So you, is totally haram for you to call your wife or for her to, your wife's sister, she must come stay there. She, you call her or she comes in of absolutely haram it is. And, and where's your brains also? You must remember this, that you allow your wife to go to Hong Kong. You allow your wife to go to Dubai. You allow your wife to go to India alone. For what? Absolutely haram it is. You must say, no, she's gone for business. Since when for a woman to run around alone is permissible? So they can't even go for Umrah alone. It's Umrah season now. If a woman goes alone for Umrah, never mind Sawab, she's cursed by Almighty Allah. <laughs> she's cursed by Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Saudis, they were they interested. They just want to make money. Their fatwas are not worth the paper on which is written. You didn't see today's news what they said they said if you're going for the world cup and all that to qatar so after that you want to come for umrah so we will allow you to come with the qatar ticket and all this type of thing what is it they sold the whole deal you must remember this type of thing their aim is just to make money sell oil make money sell islam make money do all haram things make money so what you worried about they murtaj these people remember the leadership so remember that therefore they pass all these crooked, crooked fatwas. So you are to blame. You, the husband, you are to blame. Now shaitan comes and put all those funny, funny thoughts in your head. So your wife's sister must come. Absolutely haram it is. You're not mahram for her, and she's totally ajnabiya, stranger to you. Absolutely haram. Somebody says that uh, my second wife is very rich, Muftisab. So can she support me and my first wife? She wants me to retire and look after our kids, Ustad, anonymous. So you're a baila or what? So you must remember that. <laughs> so then you're a sissy, you know, a parasite. So you got no shame. So now she must support you and support your first wife. And then what you and your first wife are going to do? Watch Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood, and all shaitanhood. Absolutely haram. You know, people got no shame and so forth. They live on the money of their wife. She can be a millionaire as well and you have to still support her you have to provide the clothing for her you have to provide the medication for her you have to provide the shelter everything for her not she must spend her money on you or on your wife or on your children and so forth and so on absolutely haram that is so remember in Islam we don't allow bailas that is what you are doing is baila business to become a sissy you know in our language we say to do so by the you know so this type of things here so absolutely haram what you are asking and doing brother you should be ashamed of yourself somebody says oh start listen to this one so what is the punishment for a woman who beats her husband up her brother said if you touch my sister we will beat you up. Anonymous will start. So now, because the brothers, they said this, so now he is terrified, and now the wife, she takes advantage, and she smacks him, she boxes him, and all that. So remember, so what, what marriage is this? You must remember this. So that is, you must remember, for the husband to assault his wife, hit his wife, totally haram. For the wife to do that, totally haram. So remember what enjoyment there will be, what harmony they will be and so forth so remember in Islam all this hitting assaulting totally haram and for you the brother-in-laws to come and you know threaten him and so so why did you give your sister in the first place to Mm -hmm. such a person I mean, that's a fair question. If you know that this person, yeah, got a violent, terrible temper, or he's got a history of doing this type of thing, so why give your daughter, your sister there in the first place? So 
give your sister, your daughter, your niece, whoever, to such a person who's a true Muslim, who has Iman, who has Islam, who has taqwa, piety, good character, so forth, so on. You give to the person who's just driving the smart car, or he's got mal, or he's got a lot of wealth, or jamal, or he's got handsomeness, and then now we go and then intimidate him. You just do something to our sister to even shout her, then we will come and panel beat you. You see, one side we will take your ears off, one side we will take your finger off, one side we will take your toe off. So I'm asking you what you think that marriage is. Even if the marriage lasts, it's a stale marriage you must not happy marriage why because there's so much blackmailing and intimidating and so forth all this haram in Islam remember that Islam everything of Islam is a natural system not a system of intimidation and you know threatening people and so forth it don't work like that remember that that the gangsters they work like that uh, I've got a sister from four ways, Mr. Her name is Emily. She says that she's white, but of course, she. I hope she says she says. I hope you don't mind in, uh, uh, interacting with the program. And she wants to know in what circumstances is the wife allowed to refuse the husband intercourse when he calls for intercourse. My name is Emily. Ustad. My sister Emily, we are grateful to you. All our programs, you can interact. We got no problem at all. We believe from the bottom and inner recesses of our heart, Islam is the best for all times, all places, all circumstances, and Islam must we must share it with the rest. So you are very good. You must listen and questions you got, your friends got. You don't have to tell us your name. You don't have to tell us you're white or pink or green or black or whatever. You just pose your question. Yes, you can say you're non-Muslim. Mm. So remember, we got no problem with that. And you don't have to apologize also. Remember, we are transparent. Mm. Every program of ours, we send out the podcast and so forth. So you, my sister Emily, this is what you're going to do. I'm giving you some homework. In your leisure time, for the pleasure of all, may Allah, you have to do some research now. So you go to chapter 2 of the Noble Quran and verse 2, 2, 2. So all twos, they're very easy to remember. You got it? Chapter 2, we call Surah. And verse 2, 2, 2. So where are you going to go to? Go to Google and just press there, Quran Made Easy. Q-U-R-A-N, Made Easy. And you will see the person's name written. He passed away. A colleague of ours, Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus al-A'la, Paradise. Mufti, M-U-F-T-I, Afzal, A-F-Z-A-L, Afzal Hussein, H-O-O-S-E-N. So you will see that there and go to chapter to the cow, the Haifa, and verse 222. So the people came to the master, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, and asked, they ask you, Ya Rasulullah sallam, regarding menses, regarding the monthly period of the lady, because they saw that the Jews who treat their wives very badly, they would tell them to spend the night outside, not even inside a house, like, you know, go stay there outside, we don't want you, you're smelling, or whatever the reason might be. And remember, the Christians, they would do everything. So everything of Islam is always the best. Khairul umuri awsatuha. So that was the question posed to the master, peace be upon him. He Habibuna Rasulullah, the Prophet of Islam, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, peace be upon him, then replied after receiving the wahi and revelation, you tell them, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa, وسلم, this is impure, it is pollution, and it is napaki, something not pure. You separate from your wife during the menses. Separate does not mean you have to go sleep in a separate bed or separate room. You sleep with your wife. 
So what does it mean? Wala taqrabuhunna hatta yadhurn. You can't fulfill the conjugal relationship with them till she becomes hundred percent clean. And how will she be clean? After her cycle, five days, six days, seven days, eight days, whatever it is. So now she knows the cycle, so she's hundred percent sure she's clean. She will take a bath, a mandatory compulsory bath. Then you go to her, your wife, where Almighty Allah commanded you. So the normal way, no anal and oral and all that business, all that is haram and not permissible in Islam. Surah 2, verse 2, 2, 2. So what lesson you learn there, my sister Emily, when a lady, the wife, is in amenses, so then it's haram for the Muslim husband to go and fulfill the conjugal relationship with her. Similarly, if the wife just gave birth, she is in nifas, her postnatal. So there for 40 days, that is the maximum. But doesn't mean for 40 days the husband cannot fulfill the conjugal relationship. If the wife is bleeding and all that for 25 days, 30 days, 31 days, 15 days, whatever, and she's 100% sure that now her bleeding has stopped and so forth, then she takes the mandatory bath and thereafter husband-wife relationship can continue and resume. So these are two clear-cut instances. Obviously, there will be others. Sometimes the wife is really ill and sick and so forth. You know, she got this fever, that fever. So the husband also has to use his common sense. Common yeah. sense nowadays is not so common. So Quran Sharif teaches us, my sister Emily, these are references you must remember. First one, Surah 2, chapter 2, verse 2, 2, 2. Second one, Surah chapter 4, verse 19, 1, 9. Wa'ash. Treat your wives with love, with respect, with justice. So these are laws for all times, all places, and all circumstances. So it is, remember, sister, a give and take situation. Story time. You see, one person, he went. Mm -hmm. So now to the hospital. So he went to ask the nurses, how's my brother and them feeling? So she's supposed to say that they sedated him. You know, mm. the nurses sedated him. But that nurse, they were all human beings, so we can make mistake. So instead of saying that they sedated him, she said they seduced him. She said that they seduced him. And uh, so obviously she made a mistake. So the lesson you learn from there, Emily, is this, that sometime when the husband sees that now the wife knows this, that, so he can seduce her. Sometime the wife sees that the husband, he also keep on making excuses. And remember, there is no problem with the menses. There's nothing to do with, you know, sickness. Then she can seduce the husband. So all that is permissible in Islam. So remember, there's no such thing that there must only be a particular date, a particular time, and so forth. Husband, wife, they can play anytime they want to, sister. Mm. I see Sister Emily says, God be with you wherever you walk and trample on earth. She says, Amen. Of course, we say, Amen, Ustad. Thank you, my sister. So you keep the dial on. We're on till 12 o'clock. And tomorrow also, 11 to 12, we are on. And remember that in the morning, if you wake up early, 4.25 to 5 o'clock. So say 4.30 to 5. So you can listen to us also. And inshallah, then we were on. we live on air. And that program is meant for non-Muslims in the early part of the morning. Allah Ta'ala guide you and show you the true path hmm. well we're going to go for an interval when we come back my beloved wonderful listeners don't go away stay where you are stay tuned Marcus Sahaba the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah Marcus Sahaba the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah when it's uh, 19 uh, minutes uh, to 12 uh, Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Somebody says, respected Mufti Sab, I have two questions to ask relating to children. One is, who has the right to name a baby? 
Two is when a woman asks her husband to help with the children, does it mean she is neglecting her duties as the husband claims his Islamic duty is only to provide for the family and it is a duty to care for the family and grow up the children Ustad? Before I answer that, Molana just showed me something. Some one of our overseas listeners sent it a letter reward you that Israel, the rogue apartheid terrorist regime, is very upset with Australia because Australia said they no more recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. You are not wanted. You are you are hated in the world. You are cursed by Almighty Allah. So what will you say of Kanye West? He got nothing to do with Islam. So now he is making all his remarks. So because you are the Haramis, one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. Since when Jerusalem is your capital? Since when Palestine belongs to you? You are invaders. You are colonizers. You are people who are the real terrorists because occupation is terrorism. So remember, there's nothing to get upset. You are not the chosen people. You are the cursed people. You you murdered and killed prophets and messengers and today you are the baby killers. All this is well documented. Okay, let's come back to the question. I just gave the answer that person sent the question now from Australia or New Zealand, so therefore we just responded to him or her. Okay, Jazakallah khairan. Now, yeah, number one. There is a book by Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah, celebrated student Hafiz Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah wrote, which I have, alhamdulillah, Tuhfatul Mawlud fi Ahkamil Tuhfatul Mawlud fi Ahkamil Mawlud. So remember that, that that is the book regarding the laws of children and so forth. So that means that what are the, so who has the right to name the child? So Islamically, you the father have the right, but if you got common sense, you will forfeit that right and give it to your wife. She underwent all the difficulties. She carried the child for nine months, eight months. She went through labor. She is breastfeeding the child. So therefore, make mashura with her. Discuss the issue with her. Tell her, darling, that you rather give the name and so forth. Don't be a ten-pot dictator. I got the right and I won't worry what you say and so forth. So remember, that is not the behavior of a true Islamic husband. So that's the first issue. Second issue on that also you the husband you're totally wrong Quran Sharif teaches us Surah 2 verse 187 and what is that the husband and wife they are garments to one another they are clothing to one another marriage is not a dictatorship it is a partnership so always remember Allah made you the husband the Amir Islam did not make you the Amir Amir, ten pot dictator. Amir, you have much more responsibilities. So you have to look after the child. You have to bring up the child. And remember, help your wife, help the mother of the child. You can't just tell her that everything is your responsibility. I'm earning and feeding you all and paying the rental and water lights. I've done my duty. No, you are shirking your responsibility. Look at Quran and Hadith. I give you from both. Mm-hmm. When we as children, we are told to make dua for our beloved parents. Chapter 17, verse 24. What is the dua? Rabbi rahamuhuma. Oh Allah, have mercy on both of them, our beloved mother and our respected father. Kama rabbayani, kama rabbayani. As both of them, the father and mother, made our tarbiyah, the nurturing, the training, the coaching, sagira, when we were babies, when we were infants, and so forth. Allah is saying, both of you made tarbiyah. You are saying, no, that you're not part of it. It's wrong, obviously. You second one, hadith in Tirmidhi, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ma nahala walidun nahlan ahsana min adabin hasan. That the best gift you as a father can give your children is good character. So how will all this happen? When you interact with them, you care for them, you train them, you coach them, all that from a very young tender age. So for you to shirk your responsibility, 
difficulties and behave like a tin pot dictator, all haram, my brother. You got the wrong end of the miswak and the wrong end of the stick. Ustad, somebody says that uh, I come from a very wealthy family. So my husband expects me to pay my own expenses. Anonymous, Ustad. Totally haram. You must remember that all expenses must be paid by the husband without him imposing upon you, without him making his eyes big and frowning and so forth. You on your own accord, without his dictatorship and without his getting upset and so forth. On your own, you spend on yourself, you spend on your beloved children, you spend on the house. That is the goodness of your heart. You called it Babul Ihsan. You are just doing him a favor. But for him to impose upon you, you must spend on yourself and I'm not going to spend on you. You must spend on the children. I won't spend. You must spend on the house and I won't spend. All that is haram and not permissible in Islam. So it shows, my sister, we don't know you, we don't know your husband, but it shows his true colors. He only married you because of your mal and jamal. He married you because of your wealth and because you are beautiful and so forth. So if that money is not there, he shouldn't marry you. So it shows that he has some ulterior motive, hidden agenda, and a sinister motive to marry you. Therefore, is a saying proverb in Arabic the container will throw out what is inside the container you take the jug, throw it out you take the cup, you throw it out so the heart is the container and it will be throw out what is in the heart the tongue so now he's telling you all these kind of things because what is in his heart that uh, the tongue of his is the spokesperson and therefore so you must tell him that islamically you don't have to spend anything and he has to spend on your own on your own you know desires wish and so forth that's a different issue but what he is saying totally haram and un-islamic Somebody says that if my daughter asks for a piece of jewelry as man, should she pay zakat on it? According to the Shafi Madhab Ustad. Remember that if your daughter, she's going to get married, so tell her two rakat salah daily, she must read today from after Zohar, mashallah, or after Maghrib, or after Isha, or Allah give tawfiq to her due time. She must read Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. Oh, beloved Allah, cry that's our spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. What is the meaning of coolness of the eyes? Kulluhum fi ta'atillah. Everyone, husband, wife, parents, children, are doing something pleasing to Almighty Allah, attracting the mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla wala. So that is what is meant, and that is what we should understand, and so forth. So that is number one. Number two is that, remember, that if she says she wants jewelry, it's fine. So tell them you want gold, you want dust, bangles, you want a locket, you want ring, whatever. So according to Shafi'is, Maliki's, Hanbali's, majority of the scholars, la zakata fil huli, regarding the woman's jewelry and so forth, genuine gold also, there is no zakat on it. One proviso, one condition, she must wear it. She wears it once, twice, thrice in a year, then there's no zakat. Hanafi scholars only state, zakat will be compulsory upon the jewelry, irrespective whether the lady uses it, wears it, doesn't wear it. So in all cases, it will be compulsory. That is only according to the Hanafi scholars and jurists. Somebody says, I loved with my mother-in-law for a year now. I saw her through Carlos Ustad. Can I suggest now to love separately? Muftis up, I don't have a mother, so I, that's why I thought I will comfortably to stay with but now she never respects me during pregnancy, but because my husband is the breadwinner, the only son, etc. She won't allow him to start. Please advise. Now, my sister, let's turn the ball the other way around. So when you knew he's the only son, and you know that he is so attached to his mother, the chances, you must remember, of him going to live separate might be very slim. 
So now you thought that things will work out between you and your mother-in-law more so because your own beloved mother passed away. So for your beloved mother who passed away with Islam and Iman, you should be reading Surah 14, verse 41. Chapter 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41. رَبَّنَا فِلِّي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me. Forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established. So remember that is what you should be reading for your deceased mother, beloved mother. Now you have to have a meeting and in with your husband and say, let us look at long-term solution. That this is not going to work out, that I'm to stay here with your mother and the whole day we're going to fight and so forth. Like now there's no children and now when the baby comes, she will tell me, do this, do this, I want to do this and this. So instead of the child bringing happiness, there'll be bigger problems between us. So why not? It's your mother. You must look after your mother and you have a compulsory. So why don't we go then have such a house where we have a house and we have an outbuilding. We can move into the outbuilding and mother can stay in the main house or we stay in the main house and mother stays in the outbuilding or you get two houses, you know, uh, semi-detached or whatever you want to call it that she has her house, we have our house, you can have an interleading door and so forth. So, so many things you can do even if you have to rent it and so forth. But the main thing is for the ladies you will have to have two separate kitchens. She must have, your wife must have her own kitchen, her own bedroom, own bathroom, everything. And your beloved mother must have her separate facilities and so forth. And you have to be the diplomat to bring about that love between wife and mother. You come from a hard day's work. You see mother crying, you see wife crying. Mm. Your loyalties are torn. You don't know where to turn to. And when this woman speak, 90% they will add masala. They'll put extra spice. Me me tutu, me me tutu. We'll carry on. You know me me tutu. I say, you say, he say, she say. And it'll carry on. So that won't be a good solution. So you must look after your mother, you must look after your wife, and you must look after your children and child to come. So for your child to come, inshallah, this year, next year, both of you must read, Rabbi Habali Salihin. Oh, beloved Allah, grant us pious and normal offspring. Surah 37, chapter 37, verse 100. Both of you must read. Now, you daughter-in-law, you the younger one. So you must go to mother-in-law. Tell her, oh, mother-in-law, you're going to become a daddy. You're going to become a paternal grandmother. And now you make dua for the grandson, for the granddaughter to come. So she will say, who parwanu? What must I read? So you must say, come both of us read. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadud. Ya Allah, you are the creator of love. Ya Allah, bring love in my heart for my mother-in-law. Mother-in-law, ya Allah, bring love and my heart for my daughter-in-law and my grandchild. So that is if both of you are sincere. You can make the child the means of unity for both of you. But if both of you are, you know, arrogant and proud and so forth, you will say, go fly a kite, go to, you know, fly a kite and so forth. So that is where the problem comes about. So go, buy present, give her and tell daddy, tell her, ma, make special dua for our child and so forth, mashallah. So there's a lot of ways to solve the problem. But you go in negatively, you're not going to solve any problem. And du'as are very, very effective. Remember that. I gave you this morning also, or last night, we had Q&A. So I told you, hadith of Mustafa Rasulullah sallam. Dua is the weapon of a believer. So always Allah se mangna hai, Allah se manwana hai. When you cry, you beg, you petition Almighty Allah, then ask Allah, beg Allah with a firm conviction, my Rahim Allah, my Kareem Allah, my most merciful Allah, my most generous Allah will accept my supplication and dua. That is what Islam mm. teaches us. 
Ustad, allow me to, to read this question here. Please, Ustad. I'm the father of my son who eloped with a Shia girl. We as family members would like to ask Mufti AK for an apology and the listeners for an apology. Everything has broken now. They asked a certain, a huge amount of money or else my son was going to be killed. Please make dua for my son because he still loves her and they were very close to each other. Khaz dua respected Mufti Sab. His mother was very ill because of this issue. Ustad. From my side, everything is marved. To be honest, I totally forgot about this issue. You know, I'm telling you. You understand? I received so many emails and so many WhatsApp. And where are you going to worry? But you ask, Alhamdulillah, all marved, my brother. Just pay them whatever amount and end of the story and tell your son as a father. Have a heart-to-heart talk with him. Tell him that this is, you see, in Arabic we have a saying, As-Sa'idu man hu'iza who is a fortunate person? Fortunate person who learns lessons from other people. Mm. So you must learn this lesson. It's a learning curve. That see all the damage I caused to my father, to my mother. My mother became ill. I had to jump from here and there. My life was in danger. And now I have to pay A, B, C amount, X, Y, Z amount, all that. So you, whenever you think of her, so that girl, she's very beautiful, she's this, she's that. Read, A'udhu Billahi in a shaitani regime. How can you ever think or elope and want to marry a lady that the family is part of Shiaism? Nobody can <laughs> deny this. That they swear and they curse Sayyidina Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, our mothers at Aisha. Go to Kashan in Iran. I was there in 2013 on the 5th of Rabiul Awal, a Friday. And remember, they built a shrine and a mazar for the murderer of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. So how can you ever think? So remember, bad call on your part, and now you have to pay the major big price. You must beg all my Allah for forgiveness, my son. Ask your parents for forgiveness and tell Ummi you will never make a mistake like this again. And every day read two rakat salat and ask Allah that give me a saliha, a jamila, pious, good lady, min ahli sunnah wal jama'ah, that is a proper sunnah and not Shia and Qadiani and Agakhani and all these type of people who are not Muslim. So that is our du'as for you, my brother. Hmm. My sister-in-law accused me of talking about her daughter to another family member and my husband doesn't believe me when I tell him I never spoke about the child. She has felt hatred in my heart for her. Please advise how should I deal with her, Ustad? So that's what I just told you. When two women, they come together, then it's Kopskit and Donner. You must remember this. So now you and your sister, you and your sister-in-law, you and this one. So leave everything to all, Allah. Don't try and show that exonerate yourself and say, I'm innocent and she's guilty. Say, Ya Allah, me, I'm keeping quiet. I'm turning to you. So read all these verses and then we finish with the program. Surah 40, chapter 40, verse 44. وَأُفَوِّدُ أَمْرِي إِلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بَصِيرٌ بِلِبَادٍ Ya Allah, my matters, my affairs, I hand over to you. Allah says in the next verse, chapter 40, verse 45, فَوَقَاهُ اللَّهُ سَيِّعَاتِ مَا مَكَرُوا Allah will protect the person against whom people are plotting, planning, and scheming. Number two, that read Surah 54, verse 10. Now, she is telling the she's telling the family maybe your husband also now he got upset with you and so forth so you turn more and more to Allah Surah 54 verse 10 Rabbi Andi Maghlubun Fantasir Ya Allah I'm overpowered I'm overwhelmed you defend me you assist me the dua of Nabi Nuh Noah peace be upon him so read it abundantly then you yourself you're going to go through worry sorry anxiety chapter 21 verse 87 La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kundu min al-zalimeen read the dua of the Yunus alayhi salam Allah ta'ala will remove the worry sorry everything after one week one month three months six months everything will become clear so hand everything over to Allah and don't worry about all these side issues and so forth okay inshallah now to have a good news with brother Suleiman Esop and then remember Mufti Ibrahim Salihji is being obeyed the 
need for Nahiyan al Munkar to prohibit the evil. One o'clock Adhan, one zero five to one thirty, Surah Qiyama, chapter seventy-five, verses eleven to nineteen, one thirty to two, Surah Safat, verses sixty-two to eighty-two, two to three, the repeat of this morning's Q and A, and then three that will be the three to three thirty, and thereafter will be that is three thirty to four, the Sirah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by Muhammad Siddat and then 4 to 5 inshallah will be Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri in Urdu 5 to 7 Mohana Khalid Yaqub and then 7 to 7.30 my tafsir the repeat 7.30 to 8 Mohana Yunus Patel and then 8 to 10 Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan and that is month after dinner Barakallahu Feek Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Wa Alaikum Assalam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh that was our beloved honorable respected Fadila Tulustada well up next the 12 o'clock news with Haji Suleiman Esop. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.